don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution will not be televised. Show me my respect. And bow down. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'm gonna burn it all. What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world. The revolution will be live. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another fan critical podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Black Panther, um, which was one of our. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, no good boys. impression. Um, back that up with your porg usually, don't you? And you no, chew back a bit. No, just stick with the uh, stick with the Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of our most anticipated movies of the year. I think Lucy said this was one of her most anticipated films of the year. Is that right, Luce? I did say that in our last podcast. Well, there we go. Uh, so we are covering that today. We are going to be talking spoilers. So if you spoiler have- warning, thank you, John. No if you haven't seen uh, Black Panther, please go see it because it's uh, really good, as you're about to hear. Um, oh, well, that's a spoiler in itself. Well. Well, no point in listening now. Just encouraging people right, to goodbye, everyone. invest. Oh, yeah, um, so, yeah, <clears throat> go see it if you haven't seen it. If you have and you want to talk all things Black Panther, stay listening to this. Okay, today I'm joined by a man more vicious than Killmonger, John McCann. Oh, thanks, mate. That's quite a good one. Oh, yeah. thank you. Really I mean, I mean, Finally, some he, appreciation. He definitely looks just like Killmonger. In a way. In a way. Sort of Cockney-ish. It, very Cockney. And by a woman in the Doramalaji, Lucy. <laughs> hey, Auntie. Uh, yeah, so obviously Doramalaji, Black Panther. If you've seen it, you should know what that is. John clearly doesn't know what it is, uh, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, guys, we all went to see it uh, this week. Uh, me and John went together, not in a weird way. It was the day after Valentine's Day. We did mm. go together, you know. Uh, I'll leave it there at that. There was some tension. There, was, there was a bit of tension. We had to have a beer to ease the tension, actually. Can we shout out the fact that at Cineworld, yeah. West India Key, if you're asking, yeah. it was like six quid for two meantime IPAs. Oh, if you're going to go for pre-drinks. That is unbelievable. Yeah, pre-drinks, do it at your Cineworld. Um, we've we've hit on something there. Yeah, normally I wouldn't shout out any brands, but that no. was really, really good. good. Please sponsor us, Cineworld. Um, and uh, Lucy went on her own, I think. Did you just go on your own? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went, I went with my boyfriend. Oh. Uh. Uh. Guys, initial thoughts on the film. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Lucy first. <clears throat> Lucy, you said this was one of your most anticipated films of the year uh, mm-hmm. in our previous Hopes and Fears podcast. Uh, did it live you up to... You sort of did. You didn't even know that it was called Black Panther for a bit. I but... hesitated. I, I misjudged myself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, did it live up to your expectations? No. <laughs> Is the short answer. I mean, obviously I'll elaborate it elaborate on it yeah. um, later on in the podcast but yeah. I think maybe the hype got to me a bit too much and I don't think it could mm. ever have lived up to what I was expecting the hype train but the short answer to did it live up to my expectations is no it didn't um, alright fine well that surprised Jesus. me did not yeah. know about that yeah, I thought I'm she was going to be buzzing well. about it to be honest mm. with you so okay I'm going to throw it to the more cynical member of the group uh, John <laughs> yeah go on mate you're going to tear into it aren't uh, you no absolutely not I can't believe you said that I can't I, believe I, I you almost, said that I feel like you were going to go, no, you know, it didn't 
uh, live up to my expectations. It surpassed it. Hey, anyway, it's like Simon Cowlick. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't yeah. like it. I loved it. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I kind of I went into it thinking uh, it was going to be one of those that was just another average Marvel film that even if it's a six out of ten, it just automatically gets like eight and a half out of ten. But I really enjoyed it. Oh. No, I, I thought it was. Um, it had a lot of its uh, own character. I think it um, benefited from the fact that <clears throat> because Wakanda is supposed to be um, closed off from the rest of the world, yeah, it makes sense that you're not sitting there thinking, "Well, hold on." Like in Iron Man Three, where it's like, "Well, spoiler warning: if you're not seen Iron Man Three, I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast." But the bit where his house is like demolished, yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, can someone help him out? Like, can someone give him a hand? Yeah, yeah, like he's sort of friends with the Avengers. Like, why is he on his own here? Uh, and you never get that issue with Black Panther. You might do in, you know, the the sequel. And yeah, blah blah blah. But well, after the events of this film, you will get, you will probably have a bit more jeopardy with Wakanda yeah, involved. But really enjoyed it. I've got to say. Yeah, I think um, going into the film, obviously, like Lucy, you alluded to that there was a lot of hype. Um, the critics were absolutely loving it before like they released the reviews about a week before the film was actually released so <clears> so <throat> usually that's a very good sign mm. if a studio allows the reviews to be embargoed a week before yeah um means that they they're very confident that the reviews are going to be good yeah. and they're confident in their film and what they've done um i thought it met the hype i mean i have to say for a marvel film i think marvel have been on, on a bit of a not not a downward spiral but they're sort of just slowly rolling down the hill i think a lot of their films really have lacked a bit of consistency i think guardians 2 didn't live up to guardians 1 no um i think that thor ragnarok was funny but i didn't think it was necessarily a great marvel film i didn't think much really i don't think the story really evolved that much i mean it's hard to be invested when the first two four movies were just a bit a bit they felt very alien, which was but not in a good way, even though he is an alien. Um, but this one had a lot of hype. Um, that surprises me that you would say that about Ragnarok. And I, but I, I actually agree. No, um, I think it's funny. It fun. I really enjoyed it, mm. but I didn't enjoy it as much as this film. I didn't enjoy it as much as mm. Guardians 1. I mean, I wouldn't put Ragnarok in my top five Marvel films. I do think this film did touch upon something that is very culturally relevant at the moment. And, Definitely. And with... You know, people keep saying that, well, it, some people have made the wrong judgment that this is the first black superhero movie <laughs> yeah. or the, fir- the, the first black superhero movie, which isn't actually true. I mean, you've got to look at Blade, which is a great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Blade. I mean, Blade 2 and 3. I mean, we'll sort of forget we about them. Imagine. But Blade 1 is great. Um, there's also Spawn, which is terrible. Um, that is terrible. That is terrible. But had such, it could have been great. And they are hopefully remaking Spawn very soon this is marvel's first um first like black black led superhero film Mm. um and it's something the audience has been pining for like you know it's it's tapping into a a massive audience that have been wanting to see their culture represented in a film like this yeah and and in that regard i think the film is an absolute triumph it's like a cultural touchstone now and it will be. And it, the thing is, I said it it didn't live up to my expectations, but that's because they were so high. I thought it was really good and I enjoyed it. I, it just wasn't, I wasn't blown away like I thought I would be after all of the reviews. Mm. But yeah, I think what it stands for and what it will represent for the youth of today and like children going to see it, like black children seeing themselves represented is, is priceless, I think. And 
I think it will be a very important film. So, as you say, it's a triumph. I agree. I yeah, agree with I mean, that. Look, it's uh, <clears throat> let's be realistic. It's, it's difficult to uh, appreciate it from our standpoint. Yes. How important yeah. it is culturally, because uh, look, I mean, we've been spoiled with loads of like white superheroes. Yeah, um, everyone's white in films. Really. <clears throat> yeah, and even like Doctor Strange, which <clears throat> was one of the Marvel films from last year. Mm famously had a lot of issues because they cast a lot of white people in the roles of, you know, the sort of the masters teaching uh, Doctor mm. Strange and stuff. They're actually meant to be Asian characters. Yeah. I mean, Stephen Strange himself obviously has always been American, but yeah. um, like the people teaching him and... and Tilda I, Swinton. Tilda Swinton, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So they've had issues with changing characters mm. race just to fit a white actress or yeah. white actor. Oh yeah, whitewashing is, is, yeah. is obviously yeah. the term that they use. But, um, so. but this was a good step in the right direction. And I think, um, well, we'll go, we'll go on to the, the, the actual plot and everything to do with the performances in a minute. But the way that um, Wakanda is this place, because this is, a, this is an important sort of place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in the mm. Marvel Comic Universe. Yeah. The, play, the way that Wakanda is just made to feel like so alive and, and just such an interesting place where it's sort of like a place in Africa. If you can imagine a place in Africa that was untouched by colonialism mm. um, and was allowed to flourish and grow and technologically advance in their own way, obviously thanks to the help of the vibranium meteorite. <laughs> but it's just this amazing look at like anti-colonialism in yeah. a way, which is what, you know, which is yeah. also a very interesting point it's like afrofuturism is a big thing that you know is, is a big thing in this film and has been referenced in other, other science fiction before it's definitely tapped into something um there's a lot of mention throughout the film of like um colonizers and i think it's quite interesting to have that in a very mainstream movie john what did you think of wakanda <clears throat> as a place in the marvel universe there's a lot a lot of pressure on it wasn't there like to, to look amazing i thought it looked really cool i thought like the city stuff was um Kind of reminded me of uh, of Ragnarok when they're walking around. Yeah, it's probably the same set, but they just dressed it differently. Yeah, um, <laughs> just Hulk knocking about in a Yeah, like, what are you doing uh, here? On, we Wrong doing? film. I mean, the bit where uh, he's uh, he's being crowned um, as king initially the first time. Yeah, I mean that is quality. Like the, the, the bit where the the waterfall. Climbs. Oh yeah, that's yeah. class. Yeah, not to kind of rush ahead, but some like the fight scenes. Uh, you know, Transformers take note. Uh, it can be better to have just two people fighting without any kind of crazy CGI. At least mm. you can see what's going on. And that first fight that he has was quality. I was well into that. I do think that the CGI in this film isn't very good. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that the, the, the one-on-one battles that he has with um, Killmonger and um, the leader of the Mountain Clan yeah. are great. Well, yeah, they're great fights. They yeah. felt very visceral. They felt very sort of like physical, which is what you want to see. The only problem I think with Marvel sometimes is and DC to an extent, and these superhero films, is that you're not feeling the blows of these. You know, <laughs> it's not like it's not like the raid. You know, it's not like the raid. Oh yeah. I mean, if they why don't they just get the choreographers from the raid involved and just yeah. get that sorted because. There's too much CGI. So, much, so many blows that you feel in the Oh, in the God, too many blows. <laughs> Blowing all over the place. Lucy, what did you think of Wakanda? You disappointed by the film? I was more interested in the technology, the, the idea of Africa having developed technology <coughs> because it's seen as... It's a continent, obviously, as we all know, but it's seen as just one entity of, you know, poverty and the awful mm. images that you can see coming from Africa. Mm. I would have liked to see more of the technology and the futuristic side obviously um T'Challa's sister 
I love her character because it's good to have a, a technology geek and it be a woman. And you, we saw some cool sort of cue from Bond. Yeah, it's very stuff. cute. But I would have liked to just see more of like the the cityscape and just more of like the modern side of it. Mm. Yeah. So I, although it was really well realized, I would have liked to have seen more. You get this big explanation at the start of the film about how Wakanda was sort of you know made into this amazing country where mm. you know the meteorite or vibranium hit the hit the land and the heart shaped herb, the herb. black herb. Herb, oh, right. herb was grown. That, yeah. yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, right. uh, was grown, and that was how the Black Panther started out, and it's a lineage mm. thing. And that was quite cool to get this backstory about how the the land flourished. I thought it was realised really well. I think um, a lot of people who watch the Marvel films probably didn't know about Wakanda, like you know, and yeah. didn't know that this, you know, you know, Cap Captain America's shield is made out of vibranium, and they yeah. think, oh, it's so rare, like he doesn't have a shield anymore, mm. you know. But is that, they've got all of it. They've got loads of it. Everything they build or make is made out of vibranium. So it's really cool to get that sort of backstory with it. Let's talk about uh, the strong female characters in this film. Let's go on to some of them because you've already referenced uh, Lucy. You've already referenced uh, Letitia Wright's character, Shuri. As the sort of sure not sure not yeah, as the tech man. wizard as the tech wizard in the film yes but you've also got uh, Denai Guerrero as who's in the Walking Dead so little plug for our Walking Dead podcast mm. coming back next week yeah, but um, she plays Michonne in the Walking Dead very good in that probably <clears throat> one of the best performers in that consistently um, yeah, and excellent in this film yeah, as a wicked. as a Koye as the uh, general of the Dromalaji mm. the um, female guard that protect. T'Challa or whoever the king is, the yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and you've also got uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, who is the sort of love interest of T'Challa. Yeah. Not in the Dormilaji, but some sort of spy. Yeah. You know, what do you guys think about the strong female characters that surround uh, Chadwick Boseman's character in this film? I'll, I'll open up to John first. I don't know if I like Nakia, to be honest. As a character or as, an, as a performance? Uh, both. Wow. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not saying that it's a bad performance. I mean, uh, what am I looking for? Is uh, Am I convinced she's a strong character? Yes. Yes. Uh, do I find her interesting? Not really. No, I mean... And, and, and a lot of it feels like she's only there as a as a driver to... Well, one, she's obviously love interest. Yeah, yeah massive and love two, interest. two, it's like... No, look, everything that you're thinking is wrong. Let's go outside and, and share our tech and help others, and which is noble, but it's kind of like, I don't know, it just feels like it's uh, she's there to drive the plot, which is fine because you'd rather mm. have that than just nothing. Um, she's not the worst character by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, that that might be harsh, but I, I'm just thinking of... Yeah, you've got to say your opinion. If you ask your opinion, John, you're fully entitled well, and, to it. And, and she's a big actress as well. No, but like, I mean... To, to have in the film, but it's just... I mean, you look at the cast of this <clears> film. <throat> you look at the cast of this film, it is insane. Like, just the amount of quality they've got mm. going through the ranks, even in these minor roles. I mean, you've what, got... What did you think of... Go on, Lucy. Yeah, what I did thought, you think? I, I, I agree. I think I thought she was a bit underwritten and she was kind of a plot device. Um token love interest and it's that kind of faux strong woman like I'm a spy and 
I do this and that. And yeah, I'm outward looking and I'm, you can't make a decision on your own. You need me to show you the way. But she's like an exquisite actress to look at. And mm. it wasn't a bad performance, as you say, but she was a bit underwritten. Whereas it's I just think- kind of like, like her character seems like you could argue that she's the main character. That's that. That's what you could argue. Yeah, you yeah. could argue. Like she, she's she's um, you know, she's part of this society that's very inward looking, mm. and she's the one person that, looks that out. wants to go out and, and help. Yeah, you so, could say so, that about Killmonger as well, which is yeah. also an interesting so, way so, to yeah, interesting so, film. But yeah, so why is it that you know the, the Black Panther is the most interesting character there? You know, you talk about a film that is so like, um, I don't know, but progressive and, and forward thinking. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, it's still a patriarchy. It's still like there all, is the... all these women and men following one man. What do you think about Koye? And uh, what did you think about, uh, you know, the general Danai Guerrero's character? Yeah, she, I thought she was actually a better character, even though she had less screen time. I understood her motivation more. Um, I thought her performance was really good. And it was nice to see. It was almost like a little bit like in Thor with the Valkyries. Yeah, the Valkyries. Having yeah. females being the guards is like interesting and them saying that she's the most, she's their fiercest warrior. She's fucking great. Yeah, she, yeah. she was awesome. I really, I really, <clears throat> really enjoyed her performance and her character. I think Letitia Wright, I loved her character. I thought she was really sweet and she, she seemed real to me and I liked their relationship. Well, like yeah, brother, yeah. sister. Yeah, absolutely. Like, worked I mean, really well. Jesus. Like, if you're going to get someone to, to play a, uh, a genuine younger sibling. I mean, she nails that man. Yeah, she. Like, yeah. She's. You, you, yeah. you feel like even when they're not filming, that they would have like a quality. Yeah, banter and relationship. I mean, yeah. we've seen her. We saw Letitia Wright. We did our Black Mirror podcast. She was in uh, Black Museum, and she was great in that. Mm. Um, and she was like quite tech savvy, tech, tech savvy in that as well. Yeah, um, which is quite funny. And then to see her in this film, she steals the show. I mean, she's yeah, she's the best character. She, it, it, she's the best character from the sort wow. of. Uh, hero side of things I mean I, personally I think the better and we'll move on to him now and just say what I think this film is absolutely brilliant for is Michael B. Jordan's uh, Killmonger because um, he no, I disagree. he is great I mean Marvel has famously had a very big problem with villains for all of it, the praises that Marvel gets sung about the way that it's built this cinematic universe and that you know not really any of the films are really a miss I mean you know there's a couple of bad ones in there like Thor Dark World and mm. maybe even the first four Thor film but the well, hold on let's not have a go at that no but I'm just going to say like the, the, that's hindsight though, that's it? hindsight but the villains have not been that great like you th- look back and try and give me a good Marvel villain other than Loki who is okay. a fan favourite <laughs> right Loki is the only Thor. one and Loki ends up being sort of like an anti-hero in some he's just respects. like some camp little side yeah. really. he's never so, really evil so to have a villain on our hands here played brilliantly by Michael B. Jordan who has genuine motivations that we can believe in like we like you look from his point of view that opening scene where you know you didn't realise but he's the little kid who's just looking up at his flat while his dad's just been killed mm. you understand <clears> that you know his dad wanted to go out and help you know black people around the world who mm. were being subjugated, especially in like... Uh, lo- uh, uh, you, right, okay, so before you, you go into a rant, yeah, um, you're talking about his character yeah. is, is fine. Like his character has motivation. Yeah. Uh, and it's relevant motivation. And as a villain, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I think um, he's, his, uh, his aims are very... Yeah. The end goal is, is, is a, a very human... 
instinct. It's not like he wants to just blow the earth up for no. some weird reason. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I will again. take over to do something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you, mate? You just chill out. Chill out, mate. Um, uh, when he's with his dad, you're like, yeah, I, I can absolutely buy into that. You know, and it's uh, it's painful to watch. Yeah, it is. And you, and you can you absolutely understand why he would be so fucking pissed off. Yeah. Um, about what's happened. Having said that, the delivery of some re- uh, of some of these lines is just so wooden. Really? And yes. Really? And, uh, yes. I'll go and, and and that, agree on this. Well, look, uh, I you agree. Re- 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 <laughs> rewatch, rewatch that last scene where they're on the mountain. Spoiler warning. Uh, when they're on the mountain, and he turns around and he says. Um, bury me in the ocean. Yeah, uh, because white, I, yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I'd rather be at the bottom of the ocean than in bondage with blah blah blah. Or whatever yeah. it was. I'm really buried in the ocean, man. He wants to be free. Yeah, 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 which is fine. But the delivery of that line is like, uh, uh, what is that? Come on, man, you're better than that. Really? Yes. I, I have to say, I felt that whenever he was on screen. And and I think Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman in this film was absolutely brilliant as well. I think he plays Black Panther really well. I think, you know, he, he's, he he's a typical, consistent. yeah, consistent typical mm. hero, and that's fine because that's what we're trying to achieve here. Because he's I, trying to keep the status quo. He's not, you know, pushing boundaries. Whereas Michael B. Jordan's character of Killmonger is trying to change the way the Wakandans think. He's mm. trying to, you know, give ammunition to people who are out there in the world who are being suppressed by the rich you know by other yeah, tyrannies but but the thing is i think when he's on screen when michael when michael b jordan's on screen the film changes the mm. film changes completely like the dynamic is like wow i want to hear what this guy's going to say well, yeah, he's on point with what he does when we take his shirt off is what most people Unbel- sexist reverse sexism that's yeah. unbelievable it's, all right when it's against men well, he didn't work out for all those hours to not I mean, he looks take good. off his shirt and tell us. He looks good. I, I mean. have to say, I kind of agree with John, though. I think his presence what, what, was good. Again. I, I almost feel like... But do a... you think, John, that it's potentially... Because this is what I thought. Everybody else has got these quite lovely African accents, generic. And he comes in with his hood accent. Do you think but that's like what that, made though. it jar? No, I don't think I thought so. maybe but, for me... Cause no, I but did... I like that because uh, the, the reason they've done that is they want him to come across as the outsider. an outsider. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I actually... I um, enjoy his performance in some ways. But I do agree. I felt some of his delivery was a bit, like, I, stilted. I, I genuinely think they did that on purpose. I think they asked him to do that because if you watch the film, uh, you could probably split it into, like, three or four parts as you go... As a viewer, you have to empathise with him. Mm. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah. But this is a Marvel movie. You're not. You're not supposed to have any empathy for the villain. But that's and why it's, it's good. Uh, no, yeah, but no, no, no. But that doesn't work for a fucking Disney film. Like it doesn't. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. The the main problem that and and the reason we love shows like Game of Thrones and these complicated dramas and which because we love grey characters. Which and, is fine. And, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. No. With and 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 Marvel has significantly lacked serious motivation for a lot of its villains. This this villain has No, I, I'm I'm telling you that they've yeah. gone out of their way. Yeah. That's why his performance is so inconsistent in the film. Yeah. Because there are parts of it where he is like spot on. Yeah. Hundred like, percent. That, that's that's how he should act. Yeah. And there are other parts of it where it's cartoony and okay. I can mm. see what you're saying there when he's suddenly like when he when he gets into power yeah, and he's I suddenly like, well. let's send let burn all the herb, you know, let's send all the guns out. I understand send herb. Herb. That's like that that Garland's a fresh herb herbs. <laughs> herbs. But that that's where it's over the top. But I but the, the scenes where you see him and his dad when he has the when he takes the herb and he uh <laughs> 
Or <laughs> just doing it to annoy John now. Yeah. I, I, I'm just looking at it uh, critically. Yeah, Fan that's fine. Critically. Plug. Um, uh, for me, I mean, it's just... I, I, I genuinely, watching that, knowing him as an actor, having seen him in other things... He's a great actor. Um, oh, yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, not in the Fantastic Four, ironically. Is he in uh, that? Where he's awful. Yeah, he is bad in that. The film. Yeah, that really? film. That's Josh. Like Johnny Flame. His name's not Johnny Flame. What? <laughs> What's his name? Johnny Flame. <laughs> That's like, have, you, have you been listening to our DC or not DC quiz? Johnny Flame. Johnny Flame. Who is this human torch? Flaming John. Denied a, it's like a homosexual. Denied a bank loan. Who is the Flaming Torch then? What's his name? Johnny, no, Storm. Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm. I've Johnny Flame. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean Johnny Storm's not much uh, better. Knowing him as an actor, um, he's better than that. And uh, again, that delivery at the end—I mean, if you're an actor, that—that that is the one that you want to nail. And for me, like mm. I watched it, and look, he might listen to this and go, "Hey, no, man." If you're listening, um, you I know, don't know. Just, but if he is listening, you're good in Creed. Oh, Very good yeah. in Creed. And the good wire. in The Wire. He's, Fantastic he's in The great Wire. Great in everything. But he's can I just in. say another thing about Killmonger? Ridiculous name. I felt... Oh wait! Can we just talk about Killmonger's name? Oh, so he's bad. he's Eric Killmonger. Yeah, that no, is mental. Not, that's not his real name though. That's his nickname. No, yeah, but his first name's Eric. His yeah. nickname's Killmonger. Eric yeah. Killmonger. Yeah. I, does anyone else say that's fucking stupid? Well, yeah, Killmonger's stupid. I mean, Eric's bad enough. Let's talk about T'Challa. Let's talk about the Black Panther himself. Um, oh yeah, that guy. You know who right. is the central figure of the film? Although there are, as we said, so many great actors in this film, so many great characters. I mean, it's just there's so many good people to talk about in this film which is why I think it's one of the best Marvel films because you look at all the characters and there's not really any useless <laughs> the ones. The characterization's really good. It's so. very good. But T'Challa you know he comes into this role of uh, we pick up with him after the events of Civil War after T'Chaka his father was killed after, at the uh, in Civil War at the yeah. Avengers Accords where they're trying to figure out how to use the Avengers whether they're allowed to just do what they want or they have to be called into action or whatever which caused all of civil war and black panther obviously hunted down winter soldier and and nemo or zemo or whatever the fuck his name was Finding nemo. is it nemo or is it zemo it's captain zemo that was it uh, and decided to let him live yeah oh, at the shit, end it's zemo it's zemo talking about the main protagonist in um civil in, war um, the, the, the fish finding, uh, finding dory uh finding the nemo. daniel Brule. yeah yes it's zemo it's captain zemo really impressed with that yeah. I met him in Berlin, so oh. that's a story for another time. Name chat. I'm Berliner. Um, so we pick up with him there, and he's obviously grieving for his father still, uh, and has got to accept the mantle of being the new Black Panther. Um, and he has that meeting with his father after he takes the herb for the... Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you now, I'm fucking... <laughs> um, uh, and his father says, you know, you're too you're too good a man to be king, essentially. <clears throat> is what, Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And and the thing is, we learn about, obviously, T'Chaka, what T'Chaka did at the start of the film by killing his, uh, mm. killing his brother. By killing Christopher from... Um, yeah, from O.J. Simpson. Uh, O.J. Oh, yeah. Simpson uh, trial, yeah. Um, T'Challa is just trying to keep the status quo. When he gets into power, he sees it like he's trying to just follow in his father's footsteps. And like like we said about Killmonger and mm. Nakaya, they're yep. trying to get their Wakandan technology out into the world to help people, mm. right? What do you think about T'Challa in this film? Chadwick Boseman brings a real air of dignity to the role. Yeah. <laughs> I felt he was a little... Royal dignity. Yeah, but I felt he was a little bland. Whereas in Civil War, I really liked him. I thought he was very charismatic, but... 
Do you reckon? Wait a minute, other way round. It's the other way round. I, I liked him in this. I didn't have a problem, but I didn't think he made much of an impact. Well, he's got kinetic energy. He gets stored in his suit and he makes a massive impact. So, so there you go. There you go. I stand corrected. You're right. The yeah. suit is why I'm wrong. Yeah. Who, who needs personality and script when you've got a kinetic suit? That's a very good point. Yeah, though. he almost like faded into the background <clears throat> a bit for me compared to some of the other characters. Yeah, invisibility is not one of his powers. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be in the next film. <laughs> Vibranium apparently does everything. Like it surprises me. Do you, do you not like him as a Black Panther? Yeah. I felt he lacked a little bit of substance, perhaps. But I think there was so much else going on, and all he had to do is just worry a lot. He just kind of was worrying about things. You know what his father's done, what result that has had on the safety of Wakanda, whether or not to let people in. Some parallels with real life. I'm sure we'll, <laughs> well, we'll yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isolationism versus. The free market. Yeah, so Sorry. I think uh, I think T'Challa is a very good Black Panther, um, and I think that I agree. I, and I and I think that, like I said, he's trying trying to follow in his father's footsteps. But throughout the film, he understands that he needs to be doing more as king. Killmonger helps him see that point, and also Nakia helps him see that point. And mm-hmm. the fact that he wants to help people, like that's in his nature. He wants to go out there and help people. He's not happy with the isolationist view, you know, viewpoint that yeah. Wakanda yeah. has taken throughout the centuries. I mean, look what their technology could have prevented. Their technology could have helped out, you know, countless amount of people in Africa. It could have helped out in all the world wars. It could have done so much good. At the same time, but, it could open a can of worms yeah. and be a disaster. Do we think, I mean, Civil War touched on this as in if the government, whoever they may be, yeah. The world gets control government. of, you know, the, the power of the Avengers yes. or the power of Vibranium, power of Wakanda. <laughs> it may not necessarily be used for good. And I think we say, oh, what, like, how could the life of black people have, across the world have been improved if Wakanda had opened its gates to technology being traded? Yeah. Who's to say it would be any better? Because mm. absolute power corrupts absolutely. Welcome. Big shot. The main plot of the film is about the fact that Killmonger wants to essentially become king of Wakanda. At the same time, T'Challa is trying to just be king of Wakanda as he believes is his birthright. Oh, I just can't wait to be The plot really comes to a head when you've got Killmonger and T'Challa trying to both be king for different reasons uh, and teaching each other potentially something along the way about what it takes to be king message good messaging um but you know we, there's interesting side plots in the film we have uh ulysses claw he's uh, great uh played he by is, andy circus he's fucking great talking white guy <laughs> oh Whoa. yeah so um he's great yeah he I, I, I completely i completely so. agree with with John, uh, the only thing that I was surprised about, and I'll let you guys talk about this right now, is the fact that he is essentially the Joker for yeah. Black Panther. He is Black Panther's major now. villain. <clears throat> yeah. um, and they've killed him. They've killed him. He's gone. Yeah. And it was so sudden. I was just like, what? He's great. He was great. He was funny. He so was good. He was relevant. Uh, he was hilarious with his like sonic cannon on his arm, which yeah. is like his famous weapon. Yeah, that's cool. Disappointed with his death. On um, the <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's crazy and I love it um, how yeah, about Everett Ross how about Martin Freeman's character what did everyone think about him uh, in this film being <clears throat> in Wakanda sort of as our eyes and ears essentially kind of like the viewers just been inserted into the film yeah look I mean he's he's useful isn't he for 
He's a plot device. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I ain't give a shit about him at any point. No. no. I, it's... He's the Agent Coulson. It's fucking Tim from The Office. Yeah, like, you literally look at Tim all the time. You know, he's not a hobbit. He's not in Marvel. He's, he's Tim. fucking Tim He's Tim. Where's Dawn? What's he doing I want to know how him and Dawn are getting on. He was in the Ali G movie like 20 when? years ago. Yeah, yeah he was. Oh, he's shit. One of the little, like, ridiculous. He's one of the lads. Ah. Oh, now shame. he's in... This is mental. And he's not aged. He's not aged a day. He looks good with the grey hair, though. I think, you know... He's I thought he was fine in the film. I just think that he's Everett... Pointless, Everett like, Ross is like the Agent Coulson from uh, yeah, The Avengers. Say, he's like the go-to CIA like. man, you know? Yeah, it's like the admin guy. The admin guy. trying to help out. I think it would have been cooler... Oh. To have... Uh, just have Bucky. Have Bucky do everything. I think you fancy Bucky, though, don't you? I mean, Bucky You're is like cool. Obsessed with Bucky. But that would have been great. I mean, like, Bu- like, the Winter that, Soldier. That gives him a chance to... Remind me what he was doing at the end of Civil War. <clears throat> well, he's it... knocking about in Wakanda. He's knocking about in Wakanda. I thought... Someone else was in Wakanda. Are they both in there? They're both yeah, in there. Yeah, they're both mm. in there. Together. Well, mm. mm-hmm. well, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he was doing, because... <laughs> I, I'm telling you now. I mean, that is one of the issues I have here. Like... Well, where's Captain America? Black Panther's dead. So can someone get Steve Rogers out? Because <laughs> yeah. we're in serious trouble here. So Captain America would be quite useful. No, that's all right. We'll have Tim from the fucking office instead. Yeah. I, mental! I do think that is mental. I do find it weird sometimes how these Avengers films... Like, with Thor Ragnarok, it was great because you've got the Hulk and you've got Thor together. That is a fucking yeah. great combo. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Now, that's what makes that film. That's what makes that film. Yeah. Let's briefly talk about uh, a very, very good actor that's in this film, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, um, who, who, no, and I have to, I have to withdraw that. I have to say that uh, he is a phenomenal actor, brilliant actor, brilliant actor. Get out if you haven't seen it, go watch it. He's wicked. Uh, He is unbelievable in it, and right, and like, yeah, and he's deserving of his uh, Oscar nomination, I think, for that performance. But his character in this film, I did feel was very shoehorned in now i've heard a very strong rumor after doing some redditing some researching and people who were actually like on set of the film Mm. there's this very strong rumor that when this film was in production uh get out was obviously getting a lot of um praise as it were towards (laughs) the end of its production the black panthers production uh and all the stuff was sort of pretty much shot um and Daniel Kaluuya's performance was being praised. So they were like, oh, we need to get more of Daniel Kaluuya in this film. You know the Okoye character played by Denise Guerrero? Yes. The general of the, you know. She apparently, originally when they were filming this, there was a lot of sexual tension between her and another female member of the guard. Ooh. Right? Lovely stuff. And basically what happened is when Daniel Kaluuya, and that was all shot... Right. And if you remember, there is a scene towards the end of the film when they're having the big battle where one of the guard members gets killed yeah, by Killmonger and she's, she's, and, proper, she's, like, and, no! she's prop, and she's proper emotional and about I did it, think, right? Like, what? Not right. why does she care so much, but why are we the seeing one, so yeah, much? So yeah. There's a guy that gets her throat slit and there's yeah. the blood. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so and just see where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Daniel Kaluuya, obviously doing very well in Get Out, they were like, we need to make his role bigger. How can we make his role bigger? And they mm. added in, if you look at the scenes where they actually. And it's very random where they go, my love and yeah. stuff like that on like a, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a transmission. Yeah. Um, so basically they sort of just put more Kaluuya in the film than he was actually ever in the film. Mm. And they completely sidelined that sort of romance between uh, Okoye and one of her f- 
fellow female guards mm. to service more of a Kaluuya Okoye relationship. Right. And also, if you just watch it, it, their relationship is so random. It makes no sense. It makes no, there is no sense. Relationship. And they're completely at loggerheads and they never have a conversation about right. their difference of opinion. They because... just mention that they're together, they're never seen together. It's like, oh, my love, or like, you're my boyfriend, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not very weird, fluid. Yeah. I mean, as I mean. Unfortunately for, for, for Daniel Kaluuya, yeah. uh, it doesn't come off well on him because. I watched it and I was like, he's awful. In yeah, this film. and John even said to me mid, and John John does like a natter during a film. I have to say, so if he if he no, not to someone else, but to me or to maybe some of these popcorn, he will literally say what he thinks. If he thinks something's terrible, you or amazing, oh yeah, Alice like Star Wars. So sometimes hated. you turn to me and you go, wow, or this. <laughs> With, oh. Dan, with Daniel Kaluuya, when you suddenly went, when he turned on Black Panther after failing to capture Claw. Well, yeah, you immediately were like, after nothing. You turned to me and went, a bit random. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I agree with you. And I feel like Kaluuya's performance has been shoehorned into this film. Mm. Um, the sudden turn that he goes against T'Challa is mental, yeah. considering they're like childhood friends. Yeah. It's like, I understand, because I was talking about with Aaron, and he said, oh, but you know, he it's he's under sort of, the protocol to follow the new king and I was like that's fair but he's literally having the best time of his life like beating him to death with like a cudgel or with his like his like sword whatever it is well there's a bit where they're all on it and he's proper going for it like Proper yeah. beating up to Charla, not maybe not the yeah. cudgel. Yeah, and then and then like he's like he's really enjoying it. It doesn't make any sense. He's not doing he's not doing cudgel. it with like under duress. He's like absolutely but I loving think it. If you if you look at the whole script, yeah, look at every scene, yeah, there's a clue there. Uh, yeah, so thanks. For I can um, say one more thing about this. Is did anyone else think when he was riding the rhino, it reminded you oh, of the wargs in I, Lord of the Rings? Yes, sure, and I, were CGI. I have to Fucking say, terrible. I have to say, I said to you yeah. as soon as the film finished, I said, "Good film. Why the fuck were the rhinos in there?" Because. <laughs> Because that is the moment where the film... You've got this amazing opportunity for this cool battle in Wakanda with this amazing Afro-futuristic technology which was on show. But they've got the traditional garb on, which is actually laced with vibranium, so they're, like, indestructible yeah. at times. You've got these cool shields and spears. Mm. And I was loving it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then out of nowhere, he blows a horn. The and all these Gondor. fucking rhinos come oh. in. I was just like, right, I just think the rhinos were a bad decision. <laughs> that but was poor. Let's stick on that. Rhino farming. Let's stick on that. <laughs> That's what they were doing, weren't they? It was a rhino farmer. Yeah. Rhino farming! <laughs> but let's stick on the end battle because that was quite cool. It was good to, you know, T'Challa makes a triumphant return when he gets given the last of the herb, which we'll come on to later. Um, I said herb then, so yeah, right. just want to say. You've been beaten. Um, <laughs> but the, the battle is quite cool apart from the rhinos and you have this face-off between Killmonger and... Black Panther down on the vibranium train line, as I like to call it. Very busy at that time, commuter line, yeah, you know. Though, Very it? stupid. Like My it. disappointment with that fight to end the film was the fact that we had this amazing visceral fight that we mentioned before at the waterfall scene of the, you know, the challenge to be the king, to, mm. to be yeah. the Black Panther, where they're literally, there's no CGI, they are just wearing, like, Lucy probably like this, tight trousers, yeah. and they're Doid. going at it. Toy, toy, like trousers. And they're going at it. Um, and then it's just such a shame to have that whole final CG battle with their masks on and, you know, mm. with all this CG. Because, as we alluded to, the CG in these Marvel films, I feel, is something that they really don't put the budget into. I mean, you look at Star Wars, the CGI in that film mm. is phenomenal. This is the same uh, special effects in, uh, company, ILM, that, uh, you know, oversee a lot mm. of the 
the sound and the, the special yeah. effects. Yeah. We um, stay behind and read all of that. We stay behind and read all of that in the credits for the spoiler, se- spoiler section. Um, so it's a shame that the CGI was for that. Fi- what do you guys think about that final battle, basically? What do you think about it? I'm well, disappointed by but, it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, every time that Chadwick Boseman yeah. is Black Panther... Maskless. It's not always... So every time what? Every time he's not wearing the mask, it's not CGI or what? It's not CGI when he's wearing the mask. He's 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 on a green he's in a green screen studio, but like. But has he got a suit? Has he has he got a suit that he can wear? He's never got a physical suit, mate. Well, then that's the problem. Get him wearing a suit. Batman it. I have to say, if you look at something like Christopher Nolan's Batman and the way that they handled physical combat and the way that they, it's obviously a lot more grounded in reality. They don't have special herbs to oh, right, to help so everyone or rhinos good to see that like that that's what i'm saying yeah i agree cgi and i didn't but i don't what, why were they on a train track i can't really well it was like it's a vibranium train it's dampeners so that they can uh, nullify their suits so that, that he could take him on one-on-one and they and say the, yeah but why is that a good idea because because he just got bested in one-on-one combat yeah he you got know. battered and killed basically that was cool when he threw him off the wall but it's that epiphany he didn't have the uh the, uh, the herb and now yeah. they've both got the herb though sure. so the fight is disappointing only because they had the opportunity to just have a one-on-one awesome combat that's what fight. they needed yeah. and that's what they needed it was what i just want to what skin I, on skin i want to go back on to the waist. even if they had <laughs> even if they had to go back to that waterfall scenario oh, please do and have the sort of you know both take the herb off and go again take the herb yeah. off and the little shorts but you know what i mean i, I want to see that i want to see that lucy fucking wants to see it so um, the end, the end, the end resolution is that obviously T'Challa bests Killmonger, and you know, as we alluded to, kills him essentially, gives him the option to save him, and he and he accepts death because he does he believes that a life in bondage is worse than being free and allowed to die, really? which is a reference to. Just gone, well, it's not really your choice. You are going to have a life in bondage at my behest because I am the black. Well, because like, he, he pulled it out but to, me, and he was like, but T'Challa, to T'Challa, uh, at that point, understands Killmonger. Right, because he, you know, they're coming at this from two different points of view, yeah, yeah. and T'Challa takes on board what Killmonger's trying to do towards the end of the film, and opens Wonder. the doors to the rest of the world to to Wakanda. Mm. You know, he he's seeing a more peaceful resolution to what Killmonger wanted to do. <laughs> Killmonger, Killmonger, he's a Killmonger. He's a Killmonger. Yeah. It's like a, like it's one of my favourite Alan Partridge clips. Like, right, favourite types of monger. You've got fish, <laughs> war, <Kill>. and war. <laughs> But uh, so at the end, they both sort of teach each other something like T'Challa teaches Killmonger what it takes to be a king necessarily. Yeah. And Killmonger lets T'Challa see that doing the th- the way that they had done everything before, being isolationist is not the way forward. And he wants to be a new king that yeah. sends them into the world, helping in the outreach program at the end and all that sort yeah. of stuff. I mean, and it's good that it took some guy trying to kill him for him to realise that despite the fact that his ex-girlfriend's been telling him this for fucking ages but yeah. hey look you know but like most men that's love he will only listen when it's a man telling him when a yeah. woman says it Jeff is so classic. what you're saying is this film isn't as progressive as we think it is <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's wait a minute let's just quickly mention just a quick uh, shout out to Forrest Whitaker's character what the hell is he doing in this Rafiki. film but he literally is a kind of Rafiki. He's a Rafiki. So Rafiki. He's a Rafiki. He's a Rafiki-esque yeah. character. Forrest Whitaker, Rafiki. 
Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. No, he he was really good at this film, and I liked I liked I liked his interpretation of the character, and I liked the 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 way that he it was referenced at the start of the film that he was the spy that you know essentially got his the, the Chachaka's brother killed because mm. he you know all the events there. Yeah. And and Killmonger oh. killed well, but the moment where Killmonger killed him is when I stopped relating to Killmonger because you know when he comes into the throne room he's like look I've I've lived under this oppression I've had to go across mm. the world I need to we need to help these people around the world I was like okay this guy's got a point you've got to see him in battle you've got to go for it but when he killed uh, Forrest Whitaker's character and that his, Forrest Whitaker's the reason that his dad's dead. Yeah, and that he was—he had to live alone. But he, he was, was abandoned. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but you know, but then you can you take out a leaf of T'Challa's book, take a leaf out of T'Challa's oh, book. Very easy where... to take a leaf out of his book when you've been raised in royalty. You haven't been raised in Oakland by hey, a single mum. Hey, T'Challa's father was killed by Zemo, and he didn't kill Zemo. <laughs> he handed him over Hindu. to Martin Freeman's character. So he's relinquished. had the opportunity to kill someone who's responsible for his I'm father's aware death. Of that, but he has lived a very noble life, and not everybody has that opportunity. Yeah. And someone like Eric Killmonger has had a very bad upbringing because <laughs> Eric Killmonger he got left behind. They could have taken him and raised him, and so, they left him, and that and now they are reaping what they sow sowed. I think, so, uh, yeah, good. You know, that's why it's interesting. That's why he's an interesting villain because he promotes oh, a lot of debate, and good. and you know, we could we could talk about it for hours about whether he's right, whether he's wrong, the way he handled things, which is why I think he's the best Marvel villain probably ever. Let's move it on to where we think this is going because this is the last Marvel film that is before the big one, the biggest one of all time. Ant Man Two. Ant Man Two. Yeah. Ant Man Two. So Avengers: Infinity War is on the doorstep. It's about two and a bit months away, and this is the precursor to that film. Um, we've all seen the Infinity War trailer. If you haven't, go watch it now. Go watch the Infinity War trailer and come back and listen to this. Right, guys, where do we think? that this film leaves us going into Infinity War. The first thing I'd like to note is the fact that we speculated uh, that we would see the last remaining Infinity Stone in this film, which is the Soul Stone. Um, Previously in all of the other Marvel films, we have seen all of the stones and we know all of their whereabouts now. Um, We do not know where the last one is, the Soul Stone. Um, Typical, isn't it? T- absolutely typical. And You're we haven't seen it. Stuff. You, you can't find it. You can never yeah, find it when you're looking for stuff. Where's that soul yeah. stone? It's unbelievable. Um, so, guys, were you disappointed you didn't see the soul stone? Nah. I didn't realise that I had to look out for it until now. Do you think that it's in Wakanda, though? Because the trailer, a lot of the battles <clears throat> seem to happen in Wakanda. There would be no reason for Thanos, who is hunting down all of the Infinity Stones, to go to Wakanda if he didn't believe it was there. It's probably in the mountain of vibranium and that's what vibranium well, is it's powered by the soul stone you, Tony just found out or about. do you think that a strong <laughs> a strong uh, theory is that it's actually underneath where the herb the heart shaped oh, herb wow. is growing it's, it's the same color no but it's the same color uh, that there's a pink stone mm. and also the fact that it's it's given it's it's very progressive. It glows. It, it, no, but it's it's fertilized these plants to give people see the infinity stone obviously enhances yeah, powers. Really Do you guys know where the other stones are? I can't remember. One is in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
There's, well, no, it's not in. Where is it? In the film of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it is. That well, one. Peter Quill grabbed Isn't there it. Two, then, no, so there is. Isn't there two with the collector? There's the Space Stone, which is in Avengers One, which is the Tesseract, the cube, yeah, yeah. which got took by Thor. But that's a cube. Yeah, but it's the stones within it. Right. Yeah. So basically, Thor's got that. Asgard was destroyed at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Spoiler warning. Uh, and Loki has probably snatched that because he, 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 he walked past it and he originally wanted it in the Avengers so yeah. he's still hunting that down Ooh, the Mind Stone which was in Loki's scepter is in now in Vision's Vision head, head so it is a Vision we yeah. do see in the trailer uh, Thanos digging it out of his head uh, one of Thanos' lieutenants digging it out of someone's his head someone's digging it out yeah the Reality Stone from Thor Dark World is with the Collector Benicio Del Toro that is yeah. the only one that is with him the Power Stone, which is the purple one that Peter Quill uses in the Guardians, mm. is now with uh, Xandar and the um, the Nova Corps. The Nova Corps, and the Time Stone, which we last saw, is the Eye of Agamotto, which we saw in Doctor Strange, yeah. where yeah. he uses it to control time to yeah. defeat yeah. the big bad. Where is it now, though? Is it in his neck? It's still got it. It's in the Eye of Agamotto, which is why Doctor Strange is prevalent in the trailers as well. Eye of Agamotto. I don't necessarily know. Eye of Agamotto, because <laughs> what is that? That what is, is his that's pendant. The, that's the pendant right. that controls. Time. So we need to say. Very expensive takeaway. Very expensive. Batman. Jesus, that's a fucking great name for a takeaway. Know, yeah. The Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. The Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. Sounds very Eye sinister, doesn't it? You're right there. Uh, <laughs> one soul stone. I'll have a 43, yeah. uh, 22. So that's where all the stones are. So Thanos is hunting those down. And we know where the gauntlet is because we saw that in Thor Ragnarok. It's mm. in the Asgardian uh, ruins mm. now, probably. So. Thanos knows where everything is. Most of it's on Earth. Weird. Nosy Thanos. Bloody nosy bastard. He looks shit, do you not think? Whoa. Wait a minute, he looks like this is the comics. I mean... The CGI looks a bit poor. Well, we've mentioned the fact that Marvel CGI is pretty well, yeah. diabolical. Um, no. well, I think he looks fine. He, like, if... he needs his helmet on. I mean, looking yeah. like a bald when little he's bald, purple like pea. But there, there's a reason why they've done that. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I, I think they want him to be like more casual. Just cash. casual. Friday. What's the dress just code? Cash. Uh, cash. No helmet. What? Just gauntlet. Don't just, wear what? Gauntlet. <laughs> gauntlet. Gauntlet. Waistcoat. No helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with that. Don't wear the helmet because no one else is going. No be. one's wearing. What about Spider Man? Is he wearing his? Well, you know, he might be. Cowls. Anyone wearing a cowl? No one knows no. who you are, mate. Oh, so right. Okay. Matter. Yeah. Good one. Guys, Infinity War is upon us. Are you excited? After yes. watching this, are you are you more excited <clears throat> or less excited? Uh, more probably, uh, because I'd be interested to see them. <laughs> I mean, this sounds wrong now. Go on, but I'm interested. Just smash up Wakanda. Let's bring it round to the post-credit scenes of the film. If anyone is. Uh... You know, Fucking used to sticking around. Hilarious, the first one. Stick, sticking around. I'll come to that. Uh, I like sticking around for the post-credit scenes. I yeah. mean, sometimes, a while ago, they used to be relevant. Um, <clears throat> they're a bit shit now. Right now, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. This is the first, This is the one before Infinity War, mm. and we're seeing absolute garbage. One of the scenes <laughs> should have been in the fucking film. The first one. That should be in the film. That should be the end of the film. But again, like, What are they doing? His scarf was really cool, though. Yeah, pretty cool scarf. I mean, John, I, I know you've flat. got a lot of comments on this. What did you think about uh, that first post credit scene? Which is, just a bit of context, I mean, to, it's T'Challa addressing the UN, saying, Wakanda's now offering its services to the rest of the world. Right. And then something happens. Yeah, so Spike, Spike Lee, uh, he takes a lot of, or he has taken a lot of flack. Um, yeah. Certainly, in in his in the early days of him writing white characters, yeah. Now you watch that scene, 
and the scene is uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, and he's basically saying, right, what we're going to do is we're going to share our technology with the rest of the world and blah, blah, blah. Or, well, I mean, it doesn't quite sound like that, but it's more like they're going to get more involved with world affairs and help and it, blah, blah, blah. It's a rousing speech. Josh. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. You know, a brilliant speech at the UN. Yeah. Yeah. Very important institution. So Only a couple of idiots have spoken there. Donald Trump, you know, a couple of other ones. Yeah. Don't want to get political. <laughs> they then get this white guy. Hick. Fusty white dude. Hick. Yeah. Some racist white guy uh, or uh, sorry uh, not racist white guy um, just typical white man one yeah um, to just go what can you offer the world you you rubbish you you farmers and all that I'm like what is this that would never happen (laughs) so accurate never ever happen not happen at the UN I think the scene should have been the end of the film I think it would have been very strong if they had just finished on this speech and then that's it. You don't have any random comment from a white guy number one, as we just said, saying, oh, just, saying, oh. oh, what you got to offer the world other than farmers? Yeah, and it was, like, it was like, farmers, Realistically, man. if it wasn't for Donald Trump, yeah, you would think that would be a completely, like, I mean, the world ridiculous has, concept. The world has gone mad, but Texas what I'm saying is... One. But it was a stupid, stupid comment. The scene, other than that, was good, but it should just be in the film. It shouldn't be a yeah. post-credit scene. No, There's no. nothing really spoilerish to talk about. I that. just started laughing as soon as I, I saw mean, it. We, you did laugh, and I looked at you and laughed, <laughs> and then we had to sit there for another five minutes to watch the next credit scene. So we get to the end, uh, and we get the second post-credit scene, which we're thinking here: oh, we're going to get a corker here. This is pre pre Infinity War shit going Free on. Three kids staring at someone. Three kids staring at a white guy. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, and that's it. And that was the end. That was it. That was literally it. And then uh, Letitia Wright's character, Nor- uh, Nor- Nor- Shuri. Shuri, 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 saying to, uh, to the Winter Soldier slash oh, sorry, the Winter Soldier. Bucky Barnes Jesus. slash now the White Wolf, as they call him. The White Wolf, yeah. Oh, so that? he is a character in the comics that oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is uh, supportive of Black Panther. So maybe the Winter Soldier, now we get the impression that his mental indoctrination by Russia has been cured <laughs> by by um, vibranium or no I'm serious by vibranium I'm, I'm actually serious by uh, <laughs> by Shuri because Shuri is obviously technology savvy she saved Everett Ross it was flagged in the film earlier yeah. vibranium obviously has healing powers that we don't stone. know about or the soul stone um, so soul. he's been cured <laughs> not a soldier but he um He's been cured. What we we sort of he's still missing an arm, um, but luckily they've got enough. They've got enough <laughs> vibranium. The arm. They've got enough vibranium lying around. So got an arm. This is a bit of a precursor to the Winter Soldier's bigger involvement in Infinity War. Mm. What do you think about that end scene, guys? Lucy, I'll start it. with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy hasn't seen it because she's yeah. fucking useless. Is, is Captain America in it? No. no. Oh, everyone was saying Captain America's in it. Well, no, Bucky unless he was Bucky Barnes, who who could be the unless future. Unless Captain Cap- America was like swimming in the background. I mean, if you want to get if you want to get super spoilery, uh, the Winter Soldier does He's become Captain, Captain America, America later yeah, on yeah. in the comics when uh, Steve oh! Rogers dies. Later in Infinity War when Steve Rogers dies. Ooh! Yeah. Very well, possible. Let's hope he does. Let's Very, I, I mean, there has to be some serious deaths in Infinity War. That's John, did show. you like the end scene? Yeah, I mean, look, it's nice to see him, but again, like, why is he knocking about in a hut whilst all this is going on because he's recovering mate he's fucked up in a way don't show him at all because now you're like well well we know he's got a big role in infinity war we see him in the, a couple of scenes <clears throat> in wakanda we know he's like gonna be 
the white wall for a character who is serving well, I definitely know now, but... well he's serving a, serving wakanda a bit more because they've helped yeah. him out so much and it's interesting as well because t'challa obviously believed that the winter soldier killed t'chaka yeah, his father so why is he helping him out and well he had the option of mercy no, at the end that... yeah he knows that it was all a ruse and it was all yeah. a plan um so he knows that that he he gave the winter soldier an opportunity to stay in wakanda heal so he's obviously that's why t'challa is a good king because mm. you know he, he such a dark thing that he thought that the winter soldier had done mm. uh he's let him into his country and he's healing him let him into his heart and into his heart that heart-shaped herb yeah <laughs> fucking hell um yeah you did you set me right up for that sick. um so all in all black panther let's just say we really enjoyed it john final thoughts yeah i did enjoy it i think we should probably raspberry it Okay, so we're going to do raspberries or blueberries? Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. He's, we'll do blueberries. He's pissed okay. again. No, 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 absolutely not. Like, raspberries is the original scale. And we're going to do blueberries. We're going to do we'll blueberries. We'll do blueberries, and obviously everyone knows there's no halves in a blueberry. So. Yeah, so you can. it's out of five. There's no halves in a blueberry. We all give it a blueberry rating. I'm going to go to Lucy first. Lucy... What is your blueberry rating? I'll give it three blueberries out of five. Three blueberries? Well, hold on. You can't... I'm going to criticise that. No, you can't. Okay. I feel, I feel can, like my right? explanation is... has been thorough and yeah. it's been throughout. I thought that you were going to say that. I felt pretty confident yeah. you were going to say three okay. out of five. Right, John, your blueberry rating? Uh, three out of five. Nah, you really. can't say that. Uh, no, I think I'll uh, I'll go four out of five. It's, uh, it's, it's solid, but it's not... Um, I mean, it wouldn't make my top five... I'm going to give this a four out of five blueberries. I'm going to agree with John. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a five out of five. I find it very hard to give any superhero film a five out of five. I, I what would you give five out of five? Logan. Yeah. Logan, Lo- Lo- Logan five out of five. I would also give The Dark Knight. Yeah. Five out of five. Uh, for me, those are the two best superhero films. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh fucking hell! It's very hard these days for a superhero film to say more than just good versus evil. I think Black Panther showed us a new part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it uh, shone light onto an interesting new character in T'Challa and Mm. what he's trying to do as king as being Black Panther. It had a fantastic villain. And also the supporting cast around him were excellent. Uh, A lot of strong female characters, a breath of fresh air to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Um, And I can't wait to see more from this this section. Mm. Uh, of the world and we will see more of it in Infinity War just want to say uh, thanks to my uh, fellow podcasters tonight we were missing Emma and Gaz but they'll be back for our Oscars podcast which is going to take place later this week and will be released a week before the Oscars themselves uh, we are going to uh, dress up for the occasion not really um, definitely not def- well, John isn't but you know maybe some of us will but we're going to basically we've... well Len isn't either don't like don't well, between between the lot of us wear a boa between the lot of us, we've seen all of the Oscar nominations for Best Picture. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, what we think is going to win in each category. We're going to make a game out of it. We're going to have a, a point scoring system so that the week after the Oscars, we're going to reveal the winner and who was obviously the most knowledgeable of us here at Fan Critical. Um, probably will be me because I do the most research. Um, then we we'll also it. have our Season 8 podcast of the walking dead 
No, don't boo it. No one boo it. I'm not in it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that some of the artwork, at least for The Walking Dead, last half season is very good. Oh, excellent. Um, the first half of the season we had a lot of fun recording and the second half i just if you watch the walking dead stick with it let's see let's see the season out and let's see what we get at the end of it mm. if anyone who is listening to this uh doesn't subscribe to our podcast please do subscribe we're on itunes and any other podcast app it's very easy just click subscribe then that way all the episodes we release probably one per week get downloaded straight into your feed and you get a little notification and if you're having a little commute to work or you need something to sleep to you know john being negative about something or lucy being really pissed then 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 feel free to subscribe we're also on instagram and twitter instagram is fan underscore critical and twitter is fan critical pod follow those if you fancy we put some good content content out every now and then some decent stuff uh i want to say thank you to john cheers mate i want to say thank you to lucy Uh, our other members will be returning this Friday for the Oscars podcast and uh, Wakanda forever Justin.